You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Heyo, welcome to another episode of Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for dropping by. This is where we talk about photo and video capturing things related. We also discuss topics about what a client might be curious or interested in when it comes to image capturing services. So grab an energy drink and get comfy because we're getting this podcast started. What's up, everybody? I want to take a quick second. It's been a really long time, actually, since I've done this. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, week after week. Thanks for just you know sharing my information out there with everybody. I really appreciate it. And um, you know what? It's uh, it's something that I didn't think I would do uh, for this long. I didn't have faith in myself to commit. And here I am doing that very thing that I didn't think I could do. So thank you again. Uh, you guys make it worth it, you know, listening and stuff and submitting questions every now and then. I really appreciate it. And seriously, if you can do me a favor, you know, rate my podcast, uh, whether it's a like uh, star rating of some sort, comment on like, you know, the rating like, oh, whatever it is. I guess that's called rating, <laughs> you know, just, to, you know, a little brief description summary, just kind of saying like, this is a good afternoon to spend listening to this podcast or something. I don't know. That'd be awesome. How awesome would that be if I just saw like a bunch of comments of everybody just saying, this is an awesome podcast to, you know, use during my afternoon and they all look the same. That'd be funny. Anyways. Um, so yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate you guys listening in. It really means a lot to me. Uh, especially right now because this is like you know a one-man team i understand that sometimes you know having dynamics with having guests and stuff it looks you know spruces up a little bit um so yeah i mean again this this podcast is still in development i mean i i don't know if you guys can tell but uh as far as for recording purposes i'm still working out the logistics on how to do that i'm literally using a little Tascam zoom um dr 05x I only know the specifics of that because I'm looking at it right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people thought I have like a full on setup. Sometimes occasionally this microphone does allow me to, or this recorder allows me to use a, mi a microphone, which usually what happens is I just um, use my lav mic that I use for a lot of my video sets. I just plug it in and then go from there. So, and there's been occasions too where I've used my cell phone. So um, yeah, I'm still figuring things out in terms of how this podcast is gonna go and go forward and, and stuff like that. So thanks again for everything and bearing with me as we kind of, you know, evolve and shape this podcast out, right? So that's where we're at with that one. <laughs> um, now, for some of you, you may be fortunate enough. I feel like this is going to be like an ongoing thing, like explaining why I choose the uh, little intro or the sub intro about grabbing a certain, um, whether it's a drink or a food item. And I chose energy drink because, um, you know, in California, we participate in daylight savings time. It is not fun. It, I mean, I mean, it's fun in the sense of like this weekend we're approaching. It's really cool because 
you you save not save but you get more daylight time right so the you know the, the day lasts a little longer it's also my favorite part of the year we come up to summer right warmer weather i get to drive with my windows down uh if i don't want to mess up my hair then you know that's a whole different story but um yeah i mean in the fall they say you know spring forward fall back so then we lose an hour turn you know we turn the clock back an hour um that part's okay because you just sleep in but then it sucks because then you know by the time it's like four o'clock p.m it freaking looks like it's 8 p.m and you're like what is going on it totally it totally sucks and then you know going back into the whole cycle of coming back out of it when we go back to spring forward like this weekend uh we turn the clocks ahead one hour and you lose that sleep so your body's programmed to uh, you know, sleeping, quote unquote, later, I guess, in a sense or, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, so grab an energy drink, you know, some I, I feel like when it comes my turn, I'm probably going to need to grab one of those myself just to get me through the day. Usually it doesn't take me that long. I think maybe like two days and I'm, I'm like back into the groove of things. Definitely the uh, the sleeping in one, the uh, fall back portion during the fall usually is a little bit easier for me to acclimate to. But uh, this one's usually kind of, you know, a little challenging. And why should it be? You know, but again, this is it's it's all dumb. It, I think it's all based off of some old like farming ritual that, you know, California used to be a part of, I think. Maybe it wasn't they weren't a part of Cal or, you know, farmers of California. I don't know. I'm making things up. Farmers of California. What is that? It sounds legit. It sounds pretty cool. The Farmers of America. Wasn't that like a dating site? Like you can date people that were ranch type style people. I don't know. Hey, look at this. We're going totally out of bounds here. Anyways, that's that. So today we are talking about DJI. Did I say that right? DJI. I oh, and I've probably said this before. I always feel like I'm saying DJI, DJI FPV. Their drone, their FPV that they just released not too long ago. A lot of people have the uh, prototype models out there. Some people have already started to get the actual one that are on the production line. We're going to discuss what that is and would that be something that suits you, right? So, first of all. Let's let's, you know, understand that drones are not toys. They're really cool. You know, they're toy like, you know, items to have. But more or less, you know, you're dealing with a lot of safety things that come into play here. One, you need to register your drone uh, with the FAA. So the Federal uh, Air Aviation um, department. And then there's also like, you know, if you do paid gigs and stuff like that, or if you want to fly at night, uh, or if you want to fly around city buildings, you have to get your FA, I think it's 107A license, which is a pretty intensive, you know, test and study to do. But nonetheless, it will basically teach you all the safety protocols to do when it comes to flying a um, unmanned aircraft in the air, because you can run into other, you know, I guess, air vehicles, I don't even know, air units, I guess, in the air, uh, which potentially could cause some harm and, you know, cross paths with planes or helicopters. And we're trying to avoid that kind of stuff. So that's the number one thing to understand is that these aren't toys. These are actually you have you have to be really responsible when you are using these types of, uh, you know, image capturing uh, tools. Now, 
DJI has released this because now this is, I mean, they've released this into their ball game because this is a game changer for them because this is their first first person view drone type. They've had other ones that have goggles that allow you to basically, um, you know, control the, the gimbal and such and everything. This one is different in the sense that you can actually control not only the gimbal itself, but they have another controller and we'll talk about where you can control the motion and the flight path of the drone and do some really intense stuff, uh, barrel rolls, loops, and such like that. So anyways, let's talk about some of the things that it does have. So out of the box, you're going to get a controller, uh, the goggles that come with it, and of course the air unit or the drone. One thing that's a really cool feature about DJI, what they've been doing, is they have st they have still the option where it's a pop-on feature for the propellers. Um, whereas you know some of the drones out there, they're fixed and they can't fold up or anything like that, so you have to get really bulky items to carry said drone these ones popping on pop on and pop off so which you know again makes it easier for transport and for storage so which is you know really cool to have secondly the specs on it so far have read out that it is about 20 minutes of flight time if you're averagely running about 40 kilometers you know per hour so that's a pretty aggressive flying uh, and we'll talk about the that and the, com the conversion to that is like 80 miles per hour give or take. So if you're flying for 80 miles per hour for 20 minutes straight, that's what you're getting. And that may not seem like a lot to you because, you know, whereas the Mavic uh, Pro, I believe it is, it's a 30 minute or 35 minute flight time. But then again, you're not going 80 miles per hour either. So that's really cool. The same thing goes for their um, battery charging. They are in a sequential uh, type of like or serial type charging. So if you hook up, you know, if you get the fly more bundle, I believe is you get three batteries, they'll charge one at a time. So even though you hook them all up, the power will all go directed to one battery so that it'll charge faster versus having to be distributed amongst three batteries. Also be careful because these batteries, I mean, they're really intense and some have been known to kind of like burst into flames. So then again, you don't want to make sure that you're, or you want to make sure that you are getting the approved battery units to charge these things. So don't be, make sure, yeah, don't make sure, make sure that you're not getting those knockoff third-party ones that because that can result into some, you know, some bad outcomes. The other thing that uh, was really cool about these goggles that I want to talk about is that when you have them on and you're flying with the controller um, and obviously you're looking around and you're kind of, you know, changing the, uh, I guess, the point of view that you're getting. The one thing that I was thinking to myself is like, wow, like if you get disoriented, like where you're at, like, how would you how would you see that? How would you determine, especially if there's not a lot of like, you know, um, the calibration and stuff that's normally on the controller. You normally see like the the altitude in feet, the speed, the battery life. You can see that all on the controller, plus, you know, many more things. And then usually when you're using your phone, you can also see the home point, which is usually uh, on a map on the like lower left corner. So you're able to you know see where you're at so that this way, if you, in fact, you do lose kind of the general idea of where you're at. This one actually has where when you have the goggles on it, like an H, the letter H will pop up once the drone is flying in the direction or facing the direction that your home point is, which is really cool because then it's like this landmarker that you can kind of fly towards. And how did I know that? Well, I saw actually on, on uh, YouTube, someone was actually using a training sequence. Again, with DJI, they're really, really... 
What's up, everybody? I'm breaking up this podcast real quick to say I need your help to keep this podcast going. If you're digging this episode, make sure to rate it five stars. Give it an applause or give it a like. If you think this podcast is weak, give me a rating nonetheless. Lastly, write a short or long review and share this episode with someone you think that would benefit from this or share it with an enemy to waste their time. All right, back to this episode. Back to Behind the Viewfinder podcast. I guess... For the, I guess for the most part, I would say they're very intuitive when it comes to making it user friendly and also making it very smart as well. And so what they do is like when you get it, it has like a training mode and uh, a lot of the training modes, it's very basic type things where it you know, only allows you to fly so fast and go so high and everything like that. Well, this training mode actually has you put the goggles on and then it hooks up to your smartphone and then basically goes through a simulation of you flying and you know it gives you all sorts of like obstacle courses and everything to run through which to my to to me that's really cool if anything i would just buy that just to have that piece of it i mean that seems like really cool fun to have i mean flying with your cell phone and doing front person view that's really cool (laughs) um there are once you get past the whole training mode and you've kind of gotten you know familiar with how to use the product itself there are three modes that you can use basically while you're you know flying said drone and the um, first uh, type is normal basically it's very similar to if you're, you're using the mavic uh lineup it just kind of i think it goes like 25 miles per hour it's very slow and steady um the uh the the gears and all that basically allow it to hover if you're not really pressing anything uh, then there's sport mode. It flies up a little faster. And with um, the last mode, which is full, complete manual override, um, basically you can get to do like the whole nine. You can basically um, go to its top speeds and do all these crazy tricks and everything uh, while you're in that mode. Whereas sport, I believe it still does the whole thing where it caps out around like 40 or 50 miles per hour. Uh, where's my notes at? Um, 60, 60 miles per hour. And again, we'll talk about more about that a little bit later. So um, really cool, you know, to have those modes available, especially if you, you know, are a first time user and you don't want to be flying out of the gates super fast too. So, and one of the things that they also had to do is they had to make sure that they are still compliant with FAA rules because it is illegal to fly um, unmanned aircrafts. Uh, above or basically 100 miles per hour or above. So um, they made sure to put some regulators on that. So keep that in mind if you're like, well, how come they don't go any faster? That's part of the reason why. So the next part thing to, to understand too is that if you're familiar with drones and like first person drones, um, the, uh, the remote that they give you or the controller, the joystick on the left normally is like your um you can go forward backward you can kind of like um uh strafe like uh, to left and right and that controller that or that joystick for the the most part is usually spring loaded so if you were to push it down and then release your thumb off of it it would just snap back into the middle position well because this is a first person drone um they've changed that so it's not spring loaded when it gets right out of the box when you unbox it um and that's for the throttle purposes because that's where you're basically doing a lot of the 
um, you know, should you go slower or the maximum speed for the drone? And then let's say that, you know, that's something that you're not too cool with. Um, you can always adjust that by removing a few of the screws that are on the back of the controller and then setting, setting it up, um, which it'll tell you like in the description of the box. But um, the reason for that is that, you know, sometimes if you come out of a trick or a loop or something like that, and um, you wanna make sure that you're in a slower speed, it'll keep it there versus like if you like your thumb slipped and then all of a sudden you're just like, you know, instead of it snapping to the middle and then just takes off at like, you know, 60 miles per hour, then you start, banking around other items that you probably were, you know, trying to avoid. So that's another safety feature right there. So personally for me, if I got that, that would probably be something that I would just keep on and just kind of deal with it and learn my ways around it versus, you know, tampering. I don't want to say tampering because it, again, it is a feature that you can adjust. Um, it's not like it's like some sort of thing that you're just modifying on your own. Um, the other portion is that they have another, also another controller. Um, it looks like basically like those temperature guns I'm doing right now that take your temperature. It's kind of married to like a Nintendo joystick. Like it's one and the same. It has a trigger on one end. Um, actually, yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like one of those, you know, like, rem like handles that you would see joysticks like in a arcade um, cockpit of like a fighter, you know, thing. What's that one game? Afterburner. You guys might be too young to know what that is. Um, or maybe you, you were like, yeah, actually, I can totally relate. Um, so, yeah, it has like a, a, a throttle button instead of like what would be normally, I guess, your machine gun button. Um, and then it has a few other buttons, features like a record button, which is also like a power up button. But it is responsive to how you turn. So if like you're physically, let's say that you're facing the 12 o'clock position and you turn your body physically to the three o'clock position, the drone will do the same. Isn't that crazy? Like who like who makes this stuff gosh so cool um and then of course as far as for when you're throttling when you do uh, you know pitch the uh the uh, joystick to the left or to the right the the drone will do the same thing basically as if you're flying i guess a plane for that matter so really cool it looks like it's really easy to me personally though i'd probably still use um the controller as opposed to the joystick controller it just looks like from what I've seen, it looks like the joystick controller has less options and safety features um, that basically the uh, controller has. And the one thing also, too, is really cool is that, like, you know, it was really cool at first, like, seeing it, it was like, oh, that's awesome, you know, what, you know, pitching to the left and right. And then if you pull back, again, like, you're playing an arcade game, I guess, of, like, you know, a, a fighter plane, it starts to elevate. Really cool. So cool. Um, so that's... Um, that's the uh, motion controller that they have that comes with it. Uh, the other thing that's really cool, that's really interesting to me, is that on the FPV, or actually on most FPV drones, they come with two cameras. Um, one is usually a low latency camera, so that this way um, the the uh, the images like as far as for where you're going, it tells you so that you're not losing out on like exactly where you're at when you're flying at super high speeds and doing a lot of cool tricks. And then usually the, the you know, most FPVs will have a second camera, otherwise the AKA action cam. Um, and so the problem with that one is it's usually for the most part, those action cams are usually fixed. So you may have like taken off and then start to do all these cool tricks and then later come to find out that the action cam wasn't, you know, positioned in the right way to get the best optimal view. So then you're like, oh man, I got to do it all over again. So 
the DJI model has one cam, so it acts both as the um, you know latency uh, video, but also the action cam as well. Um, it's on a single axis gimbal versus a three axis gimbal, unlike the Mavic and the Inspire. So the to me personally, that's kind of it kind of you know, it's limited in that sense because it doesn't hold, hold a whole lot of like where you can like pan left or pan right. So that's kind of a bummer. But uh, again, for safety features and all that, I mean, you're basically able to toggle up and toggle down. I believe with the view uh, of toggling up, you're able to do like an aggressive like 56 degrees uh, to be able to point it up. And then I think it was something of like negative 26, I believe, on the other end if you were looking down. So which is really cool, um, again, uh, for a first person view drone. I mean, gosh, like you're able to just adjust that on the fly versus having to bring it back down and adjust it and do it all over again. So that's pretty neat. Um, especially seeing it too. I mean, gosh, like the, some of the footage that's out there, it looks like you're, you know, when they fly, the, when they do those scenes for like action cams or, you know, jets or anything like that, you're like, Oh my gosh, look, it's like weaving through mountains and stuff. Like, Oh man, I can't even imagine having that. That's so cool. So, um, to the speed parts about speaking about like, you know, jets and all that um the sport mode uh, i think we briefly touched on this uh if you do select that mode uh the drone does fly up to 60 miles per hour and then if you do get a little gutsy and you want to go to full manual it can reach up to 82 miles per hour someone had said that they've um seen it has actually top out at 89 with some tailwind pushing it so um that's that's pretty intense that thing's probably just zipping by oh my gosh i can't even imagine um, the other thing that's really cool about this whole, you know, compact, uh, unit that you're getting is the goggles. The goggles are actually compatible with other air units. So if you wanted to, maybe if you had another FPV drone, you can actually pair that up. Um, whereas the controller isn't, which is totally understandable because DJ, DJ, DJI, gosh, why can't I say it? <laughs> has a lot of different features, smart features still that, you know, are incorporated from the previous models like the the, um, the Inspire and the Mavic. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that's, you know, I guess proprietary in that sense. So that doesn't really cross over. And speaking actually the controller, it has a pause button on like the top left corner, which is really cool, I thought, because let's say that you are flying tons of loops and barrel rolls, and then all of a sudden you become like super disoriented and you're like, I have no idea where I'm at or how high I'm at or how low I'm at. You can hit the pause button and the drone almost instantaneously will come to a halt and then just sit in hover mode so that you can kind of get your bearings straight and then figure out where you're at and take off from there. That's that's pretty fancy to me personally. Gosh, like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, whoops, and then just pause it, you know, instead of, you know, flying forward and stuff, it just allows you to really figure things out. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so another feature that it has, that's very similar to the, the Mavic again and the Inspire is that um, it has the uh, home point registry uh, wayward basically. So if it, gets to the point where you can set it up if there's a certain percentage that you allow your battery to drop it'll just basically say okay we're taking over we're going to fly this back over to um your home point because you're dangerously low of you know running out of battery life and it has the same sensors that it has like the mavic so it'll basically fly fly above or around trees and buildings and stuff like that so um that's the same feature but what is really cool it has also another safety feature is that if the 
if the drone realizes that it's losing signal to the controller um, or to the goggles, I should say, it'll basically do the same thing where it will pause and then it'll determine whether or not the signal is strong enough. And then if it isn't, it'll basically go back again to the home point that it's recorded. So that's unlike most of the, the DJI drones, because um, a lot of times with you know like the Mavic, I've flown mine before and you're flying and then all of a sudden it just kind of gets glitchy and all, for like a half second you don't see like what's actually being recorded or whatever. And then all of a sudden like you're boom back, you're back on. So that's actually a real cool feature um, to have personally, I think. So, you know, all in all, is this drone, would this be for somebody who's never had a drone before? Personally, I don't think so because you know, if you, if you've never flown a drone before, there are a lot of responsibilities that come along with the territory. Not only that, but I mean, that's a lot of like money to put down for a drone. I actually didn't look up the price for the drone. I should have done that. Um, hold on a second. So the price actually for the um, FPV combo is actually $1,200 basically. So um, you get, like I mentioned, you get the um, uh, the controller, the goggles and the drone. As far as for the Flymore combo. Oh, there it is. Um, so yeah, so the, the, bare like the bare minimum to get it out of the gate is $12.99 to charge the thing thing and then if you want the motion controller that's an again another $200 right there um yeah just crazy intense money to be tossing outside just like that so if you are a drone user and maybe you've had the Mavic Pro or you've had the Mavic Air and you want to get those really intense you know uh images and scenes then i would say personally yeah this is an upgrade that you would definitely need to get because again what you're able to do with this is it's almost like the possibilities are endless right i mean flying 360 flying you know crazy amounts of speeds that's intense i mean gosh you could even like you know if you had somebody like driving through the desert you could you know track the car um at that speed versus having to tell them you know hey drive like 30 miles per hour but kind of make it look like you're driving pretty fast you know so that again if you have a previous model that'll be something that you should look into probably well worth it and if you do not have a drone beforehand uh, i would probably recommend getting into something smaller uh, just to get your bearings straight you know just to get a feel for it maybe realize to see if you would actually in fact use a drone a whole lot you know i know a lot of people who get it and they think you know i'll be using it a lot and then in reality they maybe use it like one or twice a year so that's something to consider right there so don't make that big investment because that is a lot of money that you could be spending elsewhere and investing in in, and twelve hundred dollars to me personally that's you know that's that's a lot of money <laughs> all right you guys that's it for me you know what happens next we'll catch you on the flip side thanks for listening and happy clicking